very good Monday. Welcome to today's edition of the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. In addition to feature agricultural news reports, I'll bring you national and regional agricultural news headlines. And I'll start with regional ag news right after this. This segment is sponsored by Bee Hero, the leading almond pollination provider. Don't leave pollination to chance. Be sure, be precise, be hero. Call Charlie Phillips, VP Sales at 559-467-9699. Be hero, superior bees, superior pollination. The California Department of Food and Agriculture Undersecretary Christine Birdsong recently toured Yeovil Community Garden and Farm in Fresno, a resident-led community garden. It also serves as an incubator farm, a large plot brimmed with marigold flowers being grown by historically underserved farmers. Marigolds are featured in the traditional Day of the Dead celebrations, which are going on now through November 2nd. The occasion features decorated altars with offerings ranging from photographs of the dead to candles, keepsakes, favorite foods and drinks and marigolds. Marigolds also hold spiritual significance in Hinduism for many farmers and food processing workers in places like Bakersfield, Patterson, and throughout the valley, and the flowers were utilized in recent traditional Diwali observations. The Yeovil Farm Incubator Program recently received a grant from CDFA's Beginning Farmer and Farm Worker Training and Workforce Development Grant Program, and programs like Yeovil are firmly in mind with ongoing developments of the Fresno Merced Future of Food Innovation Initiative. The Central Valley received $380 million for F3 in a 2021-2022 California state budget. The money will be utilized to establish a climate-smart agri-food technology and engineering cluster while also serving the area's approximately 4,500 historically underserved farmers, in addition to assisting workers with training to help meet agriculture's future technology. The funding will be used for things like marigolds, along with seemingly endless variety of culturally important foods, flowers, herbs, plants, and other agricultural commodities that are planted and harvested in California every day. Church Brothers Farms is expanding its regional sales team as the company continues to grow its food service sales program with the addition of Brian Bengard as West Coast Food Service Regional Manager. Bengard has more than 25 years' experience in the fresh produce industry, having spent time working for companies such as Man Packing, Nunham's USA, and Tanamira and Antel in sales and account management roles. Bengard's specific role at Church Brothers will be able to support current food service customers building new business, work with the inside sales team to ensure successful customer development, and continue the expansion of the company's extensive food service program. This fall, Palm Wonderful is proud to celebrate its 20th anniversary along with its achievement of making pomegranates and their health benefits more widely known in the U.S. In 20 years, Palm Wonderful has become the world's largest grower of wonderful variety pomegranates, the number one supplier of the nation's fresh pomegranates, and the number one selling 100% pomegranate juice in North America. November marks the start of California's pomegranate season and National Pomegranate Month. Thanks to Palm Wonderful, pomegranates are now a household state and a beloved fruit of the fall and winter months. Before Palm, only 12% of Americans had awareness about pomegranates. 
What started out as 100 acres of pomegranate trees found in the back of a pistachio orchard has turned into a $200 million-plus business now with more than 9,000 acres of pomegranate trees. When they created Palm Wonderful, it's hard to believe, but pomegranates were essentially unknown in the U.S., according to Linda Resnick, co-founder of Palm Wonderful and co-owner of the Wonderful Company. 20 years later, because of Palm Wonderful, the world knows how important this amazing historic romantic fruit can be to a healthy diet. They take enormous pride in the part that their juice has played in that evolution. They've been uncompromising in leveraging the pureness of the pomegranate, bottling 100% pomegranate juice with no added sugar or preservatives, and in an iconic bottle recognized around the world. In this milestone year, she says she's excited to celebrate everything that has been achieved. The full Palm Wonderful product lineup includes Palm Wonderful 100% pomegranate juice, blueberry juice, and cherry juice. Wonderful variety pomegranates and five flavors of palm antioxidant super tea flavors. Cincinnati-based Kroger Company plans to add ghost kitchens to three Columbus-area stores this year in partnership with California-based ghost kitchen company Kitchen United. The Columbus Dispatch reports that Mixed Food Hall's first Ohio locations will open in Kroger stores in Clintonville, Dublin, and Gahana. The Gahana location is scheduled to open here in a few days, while the others will open before the end of November. Kroger was one of the investors providing $100 million to Kitchen United in July for expansion. Each mixed food hall will offer food from at least six national restaurant chains. Shoppers will be able to combine items from different restaurants and orders are available for pickup or delivery via on-site digital kiosks, online through Mixed Food Halls app or other third-party delivery platforms. The food halls will range from 800 to 930 square feet and will be located in Kroger's Deli area. The Dublin and Gahana stores will include in-store seating. Including in its new Columbus locations, Kitchen United will operate 17 food halls, including Mixed Food Halls for Kroger in Texas and California. Do you know the nutrient use efficiency people? Yes, I'm talking about the folks at Verdesian Life Sciences that deliver crop insights and solutions so California crops grow to their full potential. From micros with a proprietary delivery system to solutions that help improve the uptake and assimilation of applied nutrients. Visit VLSCI.com to learn more about Verdesian solutions or to connect with a local representative right here in California. As agriculture continues its environment-focused movement to create a better product for the consumer and a better future for the industry, more and more incentive programs are being offered to increase participation in these practices. In Almond specifically, there are a slew of targeted incentive programs for growers and their orchards, many of which align with Almond Board of California's 2025 goals. In an Almond Board of California Training Tuesday webinar, American Farmland Trust's Paul Lum outlined specific criteria for one important conservation practice, reduced groundwater pumping, that San Joaquin County almond orchards need to meet for incentive qualification. One, uh, for that farm to have water supply reliability in the future, um, whether that's a, a surface water source, um, which is you know really key, um, that the farms are going to be an area that have some water supply um, reliability. Second is land with good recharge potential. Uh, generally, that's productive farmland. And, um, and then the third, medium to high land quality. 
Again, for reducing the reliance on groundwater pumping specifically, American Farmland Trust is offering multiple conservation practices to be funded. These incentive payments typically cover 60 to 80% of the practice costs, which include conservation cover, cover crops, reduced tillage or no-till, soil carbon amendments, and irrigation water management. All of these are soil health practices that improve water holding capacity and infiltration rates. Um, the practices fall into generally three categories, uh, improving soil health, improving land management, um, and practices that um, are would fall under water conveyance or um, on-farm recharge. So for soil health, um, the idea there is soil health practices that improve water holding capacity and um, infiltration rates. Um, and I'll, we see the list of six practices. Conservation cover uh, refers to establishing vegetation, permanent vegetation in areas that are previously um, bare soil or bare surfaces. And um, cover crops on this list, reduced tillage, no-till, um, soil carbon amendments, usually referred to compost, compost and biochar. Um, it, it also includes um, whole orchard recycling. And then irrigation management, these are practices that improve um, on-farm water use efficiency could be um, irrigation system upgrades, um, installation of soil sensors, weather stations, uh, you know, focusing on improving irrigation scheduling. Another area that is supported by funding is land use enhancement practices. Falling under these are critical area planting, hedgerows, upland wildlife habitat management, and wildlife habitat planting. Critical area planning refers to uh, permanent vegetation in areas that are degraded, so degradation perhaps due to flooding or to um, man-made um, movement of soil. Um, so basically, you know, improving improving the soil conditions in those areas. Um, also hedgerows, um, and then upland wildlife habitat management, wildlife habitat planning. Um, these practices. Um, I'm going to say reduce runoff in those areas, um, reduce erosion, build soil health, enhance soil and wildlife diversity, um, capture rainfall. Um, so definitely a, a land use improvement or enhancement. Another area of funding includes water conveyance and groundwater recharge practices. Groundwater recharge practices is one area that the Almond Board of California is looking into significantly and recently at the end of last year released a guide on it. Practices for improving these include moving irrigation pipelines, installing pumping plants, structuring water control, groundwater recharge basins or trenches, and on-farm recharge. You know, these practices, the intent is to, um, to move water perhaps from a, a surface supply and um, replace groundwater pumping with surface water. Um, and that could be irrigation pipeline upgrades or installations, pumping plant upgrades, such as adding a VFD, um, structure for water control, all part of water conveyance. Could also refer to moving water uh, to different areas of the farm to improve water efficiency. And then the um, recharge practices, direct benefit to um, the, the water table, and that's uh, on-farm recharge or basin recharge or trench recharge. And some of these are 
practices that are in coordination with irrigation districts that are working on these practices. And we have a lot of information about some of the trials and some of the research on on-farm recharge, in addition to almond board um, research and a lot of folks in the industry. Part of the application process for funding of these practices includes a farm conservation plan, which is a whole farm assessment of land and water resources and crop management. Staff from AFT and RCD and NRCS will visit the farm, um, talk to the farmer, walk the ranch with the farmer, and we'll determine farm resource concerns. Um, we'll look at uh, drainage, soil type, crop management, uh, the crops on the ground, and um, we'll recommend practices to improve soil health, um, water quality, groundwater recharge. We'll look at runoff and erosion, types of irrigation systems. Uh, recently, I, um, I looked at an irrigation system and recommended a VFD and some um, repiping. And some of the practices that a farmer might not really think about, uh, a farmer may be thinking about soil health, but we could point out other recommendations and you know, other things through um, our visits. So I, I think these plans, plans are really important, can be really beneficial. Um, we'll also look at uh, biodiversity, habitat. We, may, we might recommend, for instance, a hedgerow um, in an area that, uh, you know, may be unplanted. So the plans are, again, the first step for applying for a practice. Uh, they're free of charge. And um, I, I think you know, they're very well received from farmers. I think it's a really great um, resource or a value add to um, practice applications. Bee Hero is the leading almond pollination provider. We deliver measurable and verifiable pollination outcomes for almond growers and turn a previously unquantified fingers crossed gamble into a controllable expenditure. For the first time, growers can know exactly what they are getting for their money during pollination. Bee Hero accurately evaluates your bees' pollination contribution in real time and gives you unprecedented visibility into the progress of bloom. Don't leave pollination to chance. Be sure. Be precise. Be Hero. Call Charlie Phillips, VP of Sales at 559-467-9699. Be Hero. Superior bees. Superior pollination. The Purdue University CME Ag Group Barometer shows that farmer sediment continues to be low. Here is Jim Minter with the full report. Hi, and thanks for joining us for the Purdue University CME Group Ag Economy Barometer October 2022 survey results. I'm Jim Minter, Director of the Purdue Center for Commercial Agriculture, and I'm going to share with you the highlights from the October 2022 survey. The Ag Economy Barometer Index declined 10 points this month from a reading of 112 last month to a reading of 102 this month, and that leaves the index down 16% compared to where it was this time last year. The Current Conditions Index and the Future Expectations Index both declined this month. Current conditions were down 8 points compared to last month and 25% lower than a year ago. Future Expectations Index was down 11 points compared to last month and 11% lower than it was this time last year. The Farm Financial Performance Index was also down this month. It was down 13 points compared to last month, and that leaves that index 17% lower than it was this time last year. 
Once again this month, we asked producers what their biggest concerns are for their farming operation in the upcoming year. And higher input cost continues to be the number one concern among producers. But there is more concern about rising interest rates. 21% of the producers in this month's survey said that was one of their top concerns as well. The Farm Capital Investment Index rose seven points this month to a reading of 38 compared to 31 last month. But that still leaves that index 17% lower than it was this time last year. Once again this month, we asked producers who said now is a bad time to make large investments in their farming operation why they felt that way. And again, the top choice was the increase in prices for farm machinery and new construction, which was chosen by 40% of the respondents in this month's survey. Both the short-term and the long-term farmland value indices rose this month. The short-term index was up 10 points compared to last month. That still leaves that index down 15% compared to a year ago, however. And the long-term index was up 5 points this month, but that leaves that index 11% lower than a year ago. Once again, we followed up with producers who said they expect to see farmland values rise over the next five years. What the main reason is that they think farmland values will increase in value. The top two choices were non-farm investor demand, chosen by 47% of respondents in this month's survey, and inflation, chosen by 35% of respondents in this month's survey. Farm bill discussions will be taking place in Congress in 2023. So we asked producers this month which policies or programs will be most important to their farm in the next five years. Interest rate policy was chosen by 36% of respondents, followed by crop insurance program chosen by 27% of respondents. Environmental policy came in third at 16% of respondents. And conservation policy and climate policy were both chosen by about 11% of the respondents in this month's survey. That wraps up our summary of the October Purdue CME Group Ag Economy Barometer Survey. You can get the full report on our website, which is purdue.edu slash agbarometer. And you can also get some more details on our podcast, the Purdue Commercial Agcast, which is available on major podcast providers and at our website, purdue.edu slash commercialag. On behalf of the Center for Commercial Agriculture, I'm Jim Mintert. Thanks for joining us. The Congressional Western Caucus wants information regarding oversight of the Climate Smart Commodities Pilot Program. In a recent letter to the Biden administration, a caucus outlined concerns regarding the program, which was created with no direction from Congress. The lawmakers want answers to questions about how the Department of Agriculture created the program, Wade submitted proposals, and intends to ensure the federal funding does not displace private sector investments. The letter states that they are dismayed by the lack of transparency and congressional consultation throughout the development of this process, further adding, in no way can $3.5 billion be considered a pilot program. USDA awarded $2.8 billion in funding from the Commodity Credit Corporation for the pilot program with plans for an expected second tranche that would bring total funding for 2022 to $3.5 billion. Representatives Dan Newhouse, a Washington State Republican, and Andy Harris, a Maryland Republican, led the effort. New data from USA's Economic Research Service shows specialty crop growers in New York and North Carolina led the nation in USA's non-insured crop disaster assistance program applications. Operated by the Farm Service Agency, the program covered about 115 million total acres in 2017. Specialty crops, which include fruits and vegetables, tree nuts, dried fruits, and horticulture nursery crops, are often grown in areas where there are suitable soil and weather conditions. In 2020, North Carolina and New York had the program's highest 
number of specialty crop applications. Each state had more than 5,000 applications. Across the U.S., program applications were made for 147 different specialty crops in 2020. USA operates various crop insurance and disaster aid programs to help producers, but when sufficient data is not available to create a sound insurance policy, then producers can apply to the USDA Farm Service Agency's non-insured crop disaster assistance program. Yesterday, we had a rice crop progress report with USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey. Today, here is an update on the latest progress on cotton harvest. Of course, the cotton is vulnerable to any adverse weather, but we just haven't seen that much of it for the most part this late summer and autumn. And so things have been going great, which means that the cotton harvest passed the halfway mark during the week ending October 30th to reach 55%, a 10-point increase from the previous week. At 55% harvested on the 30th is well ahead of the five-year average of 47% and last year's 44%. We have nearly half of the reporting states, seven out of 15, showing cotton harvest numbers at least 10 percentage points ahead of the respective five-year averages. And in fact, things are wrapping up in the Southern Delta, 95% harvested in Louisiana, ahead of the five-year average of 88%. And pretty much across the board, we see those cotton harvest numbers mostly ahead of schedule. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey. There's giant potential sleeping in your soil. Under drought conditions, it's never been more important to wake it up. Phycoterra, a superior soil microbial food, activates the native microbes responsible for your soil's health and water holding capacity. Adding Phycoterra to your crop increases water retention up to 10% and optimizes crop nutrient availability. Plus, it delivers excellent mixability and application flexibility, making it easy to add to your existing crop input strategy. Visit phycoterra.com to learn how you can wake up your soil's giant potential with phycoterra. Sponsored by the California Walnut Board and Commission. Supporting the industry with on-farm innovation through production research, advocacy for government programs, and driving consumer demand. Doing more together. JCS Marketing is your number one way to connect with the ag industry. Through print magazines, digital media, podcasts, and live and virtual events, JCS Marketing has the reach to inform, educate, and influence growers in the Western United States. Everywhere you go, you see West Coast Net Magazine on every one of my customers' tables. So that tells you everything. It's there, so they're reading it. Our My Ag Life platform includes podcast interviews and digital articles for busy professionals on the go. Our live events, continuing education webinars, and virtual conferences help growers connect with leading researchers and industry leaders. Let JCS Marketing help you connect. That will wrap up today's show. You've been listening to the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm Lori Boyer. From all of us here at the JCS Marketing Team, thank you for listening. (laughs) 